We are live, we guys. We are back in the flesh. Like we told you. Antonio, like we promised. That game over there, 4-0, Napoli. Since we left, we said that the game was going to be over. Napoli put another two in. As Ludovico said, guided by Maradona. 90th minute in that match. So let's get the full focus over here, Antonio. You're, you're, yeah, you're. well, listen, uh, that's, this is not about Napoli. Today is about Maradona. I mean, uh, it, it happened, na Napoli Game's happened. Over. Huh? Game is over. Game is over. So uh, I'm happy. I'm happy for uh, the whole uh, the whole city of Naples. And uh, I'm happy for all the fans of Naples. And 90% uh, of the, you know, they did they did what they were required to do. Even though a lot of us, they give uh, Napoli, they, took, they put Napoli down for, uh, for, for the final score, except for uh, the Supreme Chief over here that is still absent. But um, uh, this is a tribute to Maradona again, and uh, we we happy that uh, that the final result the uh, uh, final result was uh, on Napoli side for this time. I mean, uh, Gattuso the, the the week before when AC Milan uh, cracked him down to three to one, he was very unhappy, and uh, on uh, on the locker room he came down uh, very very angry against his own. Uh, even though he took the blame for the loss, but uh, he didn't like the attitude and uh, the intensity that uh, the, his player they showed on the field. So today we saw different Napoli and. Um, I think they deserve the win. I mean, hey, Maradona uh, uh, or no Maradona, the Napoli they left it on the field, and they, you know, the four nothing is probably a little bit too excessive, but uh, the win uh, it's deserved. It. Yeah, yeah. Well let's let's uh, shift the conversation right now because let me let me give a perspective for everybody over here. We've got my dad who should be arriving soon, who will sit over here once he comes on. We'll get his thoughts. We had to start this podcast because Antonio is leaving very soon. He's got about 20 minutes with us. So having said that, I want to shift the conversation first to speak about the first place team. Mm. And they are first. So, of course, we got to speak about them first. And you're first in the table and first on the podcast table. So first, first of all. First, first, guys, look. So first oh, of all, we camera? actually have a donation uh -huh. from our first uh, commenter. He's uh -huh. the first person to donate. And he's an AC Milan fan, I hope. Yeah, he's the Is first AC Milan first fan. Person? He's yeah. the first person? He's yeah. the first person. Okay. Yeah. He's all the right. first AC Milan fan, actually. Good. It's crazy. Uh, Carlo Fassi. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, 29 consecutive Serie A games where AC Milan score, scores. It ties a 1972-73 club record. Plus, this is AC Milan's best start to a season since 1995. 12 more goals and 13 more points than this time last season after nine games. The title of this video is AC Milan is better than Juventus and Inter. Antonio... I disagree with that. AC Milan is not just better. AC <laughs> Milan is much, much better. Should we fix the title? Yeah, fix the title. So, AC Milan is much, much better. Much, much so better. Much, much. I'll tell if you, you what, agree, make sure you like the, the game video against right Roma. There were two points that were taken away from us because of the penalty situation that we had, even though we had one, one on, on our side and one against us. And the game against Verona was another game that AC Milan dominated, but they, they came up uh, short with the, with the final results. So if we took those four points, we will be nine out of nine wins. As, of, as we speak today on, on Serie A. And it will not be a, a big stretch to uh, if uh, AC Milan had 27 points today. But, uh, you know, uh, to make a long story short, AC Milan deserves to be on the first place. I mean, uh, you guys were very skeptical from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. We took up the slack that uh, fr from last year, from last season, you know, uh, the begin the, the end of the, the COVID, that I said, oh, AC Milan, we, we will see what they're gonna do because, you know, everything, Everything was associated with the COVID. This year, everybody's been uh, under the same uh, kind of a stress and, uh, you know, coming down with uh, some players having the COVID, some of the coaching can be the uh, having the COVID. Bonera has been uh, the coach of AC Milan for the last couple of weeks. But uh, it's not about uh, Bonera or about uh, uh, Pioli or about uh, Maldini or about anybody. This is an AC Milan team that has got a lot, a lot of speed, grit and uh, talent. And they're young. Okay, so they're not ready to uh, to lay down to just uh, you know allow Juventus and Inter to catch up and uh, to have a good time on their behalf. So uh, we are here to uh, to enjoy the games uh, as we uh, you know, uh, and then you know Ibra or no Ibra, we we're gonna we're gonna get it. You know, mark my words because Ibrahimovic is a big motivator. And today I was uh, watching Ibrahima sitting on Ibrahimovic sitting on the bench, and he was still. Uh, mouthing some some uh, some words to to some of those guys so uh, it's just physical presence it, it's just as conducive as when he's in, uh, actually he's inside of the field and he's actually uh, you know mm -hmm. interacting with uh, with those guys so being there physically it means a lot for uh, all the young guys on AC Milan so and uh, motivation it's 
it's uh, within the locker room, it's on practice, and uh, even when you're sitting on the bench. So I, again, credit to Ibrahimovic for uh, being on the bench even today when it's not uh, in uh, in uh, shape of the play. So um, I don't know what else to say. We're number one, and we're here to stay, guys. I love this situation because this is this is a, a dream. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dream come true. See, I thought I was going to cover his mouth. So or something. Yeah, my backstabbers over here. Uh, this AC Milan closet. They do anything that they're going to do. So, Did you uh, notice that he's wearing uh, red no, right now because they're like winning? It's no, like a body, body stuff. There should be body some stuff. black. So uh, let's let's. Bianca Rossi, since right? you said you don't know where to go with this, Ibra dependency has been a big talking point uh-huh. amongst. Mm, I should I should save that for when my dad gets here. Yeah. We're not going to talk about spark Ibra dependency. Little, I want to yeah, spark yeah, the problem. Go around the uh, <laughs> So we we've got we've got um, a few donations that I would like to roll through right now. Mm. Ben, he said, firstly, Antonio, you are a legend. Question for Antonio. Given that AC Milan has the youngest squad in Europe right now with huge potential, where do you see Milan in five years? Can we win any silverware? Oh, forget about five years. We're talking about this this year. Wow. We're not going to wait five years. We're not waiting. We're going to win this year and we're going to win next year. The next two, three years is going to be AC Milan. Let's get uh, one more. The next two, three years AC Milan. I'm telling you, mark my words, with uh, with players that nobody knows them uh, uh, still right now. We're going to fish them out, some from the youths and some from uh, uh, from teams that they, they are in, uh, you know, the none on the top. But uh, we have scouting that uh, is some of the best. Maldini is one of them. And uh, we have, a, not you. I mean, uh, Maldini is one of the. This is the guy. This is the guy that really um, he, he took uh, a lot of shit I, I on Maldini. I dug myself a hole. Yeah. So anyway, Maldini is one of them, and I think he's been scouting already two, three defenders that uh, we we're gonna bring in by the by January, okay. and uh, that's it. Maybe we need a, a little uh, more reinforcement on the forward line with uh, Ibrahimovic uh, sitting down from time to time. But and, uh, we're not scared about that. And how, how many years till Champions League? Would you say? Uh, maybe uh, next year. <laughs> <laughs> we have somebody over here, Ryan, who says, "Who?" Oh, He's he's choking. My friend Ryan over here is a, a Man U fan, and uh, you know he just wishes that uh, Man U had uh, as many championships as AC Milan. But uh, nevertheless, hey, it's good to have a dream. So you know what I'm gonna do, uh, Ryan? I'm gonna send you a link so you can just look all the seven Champions League that AC Milan won, I'll send it to and you. the fashion the way they won the Champions League. They, they were, it was a, a massacre. A they beautiful just, brand uh, of football. Huh? A beautiful brand of football. Yeah, a beautiful brand. I would like to uh, shift the conversation um, a little bit. <laughs> we do have donations uh, coming in, <laughs> and we do. Uh, I want to speak about Inter, who beats Sassuolo. But before we do, uh, you know, we also have um, Patreon names that we're going to have to read out. So stay tuned for that. We launched a Patreon where there's going to be Antonio Rance will be filmed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You get Antonio Rance. You get a second podcast with Ludovico, which we should be filming tomorrow. And you get our weekly Serie A prediction. The Patreon has been booming. Everybody's been loving signing up for it. So we appreciate all the support. There's also a 30-minute monthly FaceTime call, Zoom call. What is a Patreon, by the way? It's like a, it's a, a new platform that, that you can provide extra support for creators where we're putting new content oh, uh, on the exclusive. platform. So it's okay. patreon.com slash IFTV. Also, if you want additional ways to support, we have new merchandise that is on our site right now, italianfootballtv.com, and we are bringing back with a new remastered logo, a new updated logo of the Calcio Box Tee, which is Antonio's favorite. There's also a nice sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. Best quality we've ever done. Our Mm -hmm. regular stuff has been good. This is a, a, a notch above. For our Canadians that need the heavier material, right. we got them. So you're going to be warm this winter. What a class of this material. So italianfootballtv.com for your merch. Let's move on to Inter. Let's talk about Inter right now. 3-0 win against Sassuolo, who did not lose in the Serie A so far. Absolute dominating performance. Sassuolo were without Chicho Caputo, but definitely taking nothing away. Gallardini scored against them, so you know that they had a bad game. <laughs> Peter, thoughts? Great bounce back for Inter. Yeah, well... The response is, is very important for this team. In the fashion that they lost Real Madrid, coming off a big week, you, I wanted to see the response. I, you know, I in our uh, chat or whatever that we we put our results. I, didn't, I thought Inter was going to tie this game. I really thought that Inter mentally weren't mm-hmm. strong mm-hmm. enough. But I was, I was proved wrong. I, you know, I saw an Inter team that. You, you know, you mentioned, oh, the goals weren't that great. No, but you know what? Inter being able to grind out those goals is something that we needed to see. doesn't matter how you score. doesn't matter how beautiful it was. The, the important thing is that you score and you, you finish a game off. And that was so important to be able to get the, the two goals and then control the match, something that Inter hasn't been able to do. 
in a long time, considering all the games that we I played hear, this year. Yeah. I hear my dad screaming from the back, by the way. Oh you guys don't hear? Did he score a goal? I think I, I think he's very happy too. that he's the only one who got Napoli winning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I'm happy. Anyway, Napoli let's continue. Oh. Yeah, hey, here we go. Hey, We're hey. hearing him walk in. Maestro Il Gaetano. Uh-oh. Hey. There he is. Hey, hey, Mike, first place. <laughs> I don't we'll know about that. We will see. I'm gonna count. I gotta check. Yeah, Michael, Michael count. Are you guys live? Yeah, we're live. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm the only one that believed in Napoli. It's true. All these guys, they're Roma winning. Right? That's very true. He is the only true. one who predicted Napoli to win. I wanted to. I really wanted to, but I thought Roma was flying high. Uh, let's finish off what you were saying about Inter. No, so the response was important. I think I still was upset with the Gagliardini move uh, in the midfield, but we saw Barella move into that center role. And Gagliardini and Vidal working off as the the two mediani, right? The but the same time, uh, going back to my point, we were able to win this game. We were able to shut down Sassuolo. And I wanted to make a point that Inter, you know, defensively have looked very poor and we've gotten a lot of goals taken against. But like I I've been mentioning in the past, when you have the three defenders of Bastoni, De Vrij, Skriniar, Inter have allowed only two goals. In Serie A. So why does he use it all the time? Well, the problem was with COVID, with ah, injuries. Ah, COVID? Yeah, Skriniar BS. was out, and we didn't have the players to, to play. So that's a very important part of this Conte team. But at the same time, we got rid of Godin to get who? To get Kolarov as one of the center backs. Uh, I don't know if that was the best of moves. We looked maybe because Godin wanted to start. Godin, you know, Inter then... Maybe didn't want to pay a high salary, and that was the reason why they pushed him out. But how much was Godin making, by the way? He was making a good amount. I think around six million. Wow. Oh wow. I think so. Yeah, because they got him on a free transfer, and they were able to, you know, pay more for so a salary. So you're telling me that now Cagliari is playing six million for Godin? No. I don't think. No, so. no, they're not. They're not. They have worked two, out a three. deal, but it was just a way to to get him off, maybe a little bit off the books. Um, but that being said, defensively, Inter showed what they're mm. capable of. I think. You know, it wasn't the, the spectacular performance, but it was the clinical, you know, the cynical clinical performance that Inter needed to, to put forth, score the goals, keep a clean sheet, which is so important, and, you know, being right there again. You're in second place with 18 points. You know, Milan, all the credit to them. They're at 23 points right Say now. Say again. I didn't Milan, hear all the credit. Oh, They're in first oh, place, boy. 23 points, five <laughs> points. And you have Inter, Napoli, Sassuolo at 18, Juventus, Roma at 17. So everyone is right there. So Milan really got to keep their foot on the, the metal, as they would say, right? All right. Joss says, Gaetano and Mike are now both wearing red. They're both slowly becoming AC Milan fans. Wait, mm-hmm. I was always a Milan fan. I don't know yeah, about they're Gaetano. They're we, closet fans. Gaetano's a sportivo like right, me, so, a.k.a. Flipper. Uh, are we talking about Inter or Milan? We already passed Milan. You passed Milan. Oh, we already did because he's got to run. This yeah. He's got to leave soon. Because so we, we are, hey, we are Ibrahimovic. I have a question about. We are Ibrahimovic de- dependent, by the way. You know, Ooh. hey, let me for your own record. For your own record, Ibrahimovic didn't play uh, uh, today. You know that, right? Gaetano. You do know, bro. Right. So you guys, um, so, you can answer his question. Go ahead. Uh, answer the question first, and then you say <gasps> you guys. Then answer the question. Are we the Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic dependent? Yeah, you are. But <gasps> today you got, uh, you know, yeah, you yeah. played a good game. That's all. Yeah. You know, you you happen to play a good game, and uh, the, you guys talked about all the records that they broke. We spoke AC, a little. AC Milan mm. broke some of them, but if you have more that we didn't mm. get, you could say them. So they have uh, 29 games with a goal. They have the best start from 1992 with Capello. Mm. Yeah, we said that one. And with three points, they are at 23 points, which is the best start after nine games, even even with Ancelotti. Yeah, we said that one. So uh, the other thing that I was impressed was by Salamaker. Mm. And because I don't see them all the time, and Chalanoglu, I mean, this guy, I never believed in him. I never believed that he, should, he was good enough to wear the number 10 for AC Milan. But today he showed me some skills, and mm. I started. And he played a good game. I started to believe in uh, Chalanoglu. One thing about Tonali, Tonali is not ready for the for the big uh, for for prime from prime, uh, prime from prime time. He's not ready. I don't care what you say. And uh, the other thing that I will go on record on saying mm-hmm. is that AC Milan 
is ready this year to win the Scudetto. Wow! Hey, something must happen. Did you get hit by a truck, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> Holy cow! Then I want to make a comment about Inter. Oh because you my God! Did you start? We, 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 we were, were talking about whoa. like in the middle. Okay, so what was the thing with the, you asked me? About what? About Milan? About Milan? Are you asking me a question? Oh, this, yeah. To expand on your, why do you think that Milan, if 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 in your words that Milan are are Ibra dependent, why are they ready this year to win? Because today they show that they they won without Ibra. Okay, so the uh, when Ibra comes back, that's even a, a plus. They playing good. They have a young team. I think with a young team, they have the right mentality. They do everything right. So I think that they got five points over the second one. Um, I didn't believe them. I must say, I didn't believe them at the beginning of the year. I said number two, but I said number two from the beginning of the year, and I put him in the top four from the beginning of the even before the season started. I put it in the top four, and then I made a statement top two. And today, I'm ready to say number one. Are they better wow. than uh, Inter and uh, and Juventus? They are. Uh, they probably, if you go player by player, they are not. But as a team, they're playing better than Inter and they're playing better than Juventus. Wow. Okay. Great. I'm going to sound like a hater, but I just want to... Milan's been playing incredible. You can't take anything away from them. But Gaetano, I feel like you and even Anton, obviously no more than us, it's still only nine games left. What is it? 20, 27, 28 rounds but, left? What do they say? There's a saying, the, the, start, the good start you see from the morning... Yeah, something like that. Il buongiorno in Italy said il buongiorno si vede dal mattino. Right. So okay. the good day you see it in the morning. So, so um it's nine games. I think the way they're playing only But this games. is my opinion. I so know. I'm just I just want a piece of Gaetano's mind. I just want to see what are you It's only nine games. Okay, it's only nine games. So you said now it's my opinion. Uh, One last thing yeah, to move on for AC Milan. Last thing, Romagnoli scored, yeah. Yeah. and then he did this to the camera. <laughs> yeah. So I have a feeling that Romagnoli, Peter is the one who brought this up. I think he's watching the podcast, and he's heard the things that Antonio has said. <laughs> Romagnoli, if you've heard, I said that you were always a great player. Very true. I Very love you, true. Romagnoli. Capitano. Any okay. response to this? Romagnoli. Response, I think the response will be that keep watching the podcast because uh, you're getting smarter over there. And uh, the more you watch the podcast, the more you can understand that to play with AC for, for AC Milan to wear that jersey, you have to step up to the plate and you have to, pay, you have to play like the great players that they wore that shirt before you and they were in the position that you are right now on the field. So, uh, Romagnoli, uh, get back to us, please. Get so back to us. Get back to us, okay? <laughs> so, Romagnoli. What are you going to say about Inter? All right, by Inter, I have just, uh, I mean, they, they, it was a good performance after the Champions League. I think they were the only team that won after a Champions League match. Um, and uh, I heard what uh, Conte said. He's still saying, he says, whatever you say about Inter, but we always give us 110%. Mm. And again, he said that there's too much negativity around the team. So he keeps repeating those things. I don't know why. But well, what, one what? thing about Inter, okay? Real Madrid, I don't think, has won any games in the last month. The only games that they won was against Inter. Like I think even today or yesterday, they, yeah, they, they lost Avavi, uh, whatever his name is. And so a team like Inter should beat Real Madrid right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no excuse. The, to answer why Conte is saying that, there was a banner outside uh, that said, the jersey you're wearing must be honored. Show some balls or we'll show you up with some baseball bats. That's wow. what the Inter Curva said to Inter right before the match. But this was addressed to Inter or to Conte? To, well, it was addressed to Inter. Uh, as to a the whole. players. Yeah. As, okay. I mean, we could assume okay. that it's all of them. Well, so I, I, any fan expects that you're going to you know, play till, till your last breath in the sense that you give your blood, all your sweat and everything. And that's the very minimum that, that a team can, uh, fans can ask for. Then you're going to lose games, you're going to win games. That's part of the, the season. But the most important thing is the approach and how you go after it. I see Conte taking a little bit out of the Mourinho game plan. And this mm-hmm. is something that the Inter um, culture might need. It needs that us versus them, us against the world. So I think he's trying to pit his players maybe to say, listen, everybody wants us to fail. We have to make sure that we keep a solid group and we don't let that stuff come inside the locker room. And we have to make sure that we play to our standards. Now, Champions League is a whole nother thing. We lost that, right? By miracle, we can still go through. 
but we have to forget about that and we have to concentrate on what we can do and what is in our power to do and the season is very long Inter is right there with the rest of uh, all the other teams and I said if we have the right defenders playing Bastoni De Vrij Skriniar it's a much better Inter team we're more solid in the back and I think we can go ahead but but he's still stubborn about the midfield. He's still stubborn about the midfield. He keeps that Gagliardini. But he did change. He's, he's, now that he scored, you're never going <laughs> to... He's always going to play. No, I but it's not thing. so much uh, Gagliardini, Vidal, and Barella. It's the way that they're set up in the field. Yeah. There's nobody in front of the defense, and there's a hole there yeah. all the time. Well, this this game, he did put Barella in the middle yeah. instead of the Vidal in the middle. And I think that changed a lot for this game in particular. Then we got to see Brozovic coming but, back. He would be you know, that. But Barella, is, he's got so much energy. That guy yeah, goes yeah. up and down, up and down. You cannot just put him in front of the defense yeah, yeah. and stay, oh, stay there. No, the guy, the, the, guy, the best, uh, of, he goes up and yeah. down and he yeah. never stops. And in fact, I think, it was, a, a I think it was a poor performance. Yeah. Pete, Sassuolo. let me ask you he something. What would that be your expectation now since all of those beautiful comments about Inter, the win of Sassuolo was very scrappy. I mean, the, the first goal was garbage. I mean, the, I, <laughs> To me, it was a Lautaro. Lautaro deserved to be to be fouled. I mean, yeah. uh, that was a foul. That was not. It was overseen. A little rebound here, rebound I there. That's like a scrappy win. Nothing to, to be proud. Oh, that's about. what I said. I don't care. I didn't like the goals, mm -hmm. but a scrappy win is something that Inter needs. We need What's to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. What would that be if you if you were the, the an Inter fan, which you obviously you are, unfortunately for yourself too. <laughs> but uh, what would the what would it, what we what would be a a season that you can say, oh, we we salvaged the season. What would make you happy? Question. There is now. no such thing as salvaging the season. Inter now are in the position to play for the Scudetto. Mm. That's what you have to do. Okay. Like you said, Conte is making the big bucks. Mm -hmm. Champions League, it is what it is. Scudetto. What about the champion? This, with this current the situation so you are, with all these out. teams that are not there, you have to go and win that Scudetto. So you're already out of the champions. Most likely. Technically. Most likely. Almost so you are saying the champion, so the, the Scudetto will be a, a salvage, you know, will of salvage course. the season. If wins the, Scudetto the Coppa Italia will years. salvage the season. And what else? Anything else? Maybe the wafer, else. the wafer will salvage you the oh, season. Oh, we have too. to get into it. Oh, you have to get into it first. Okay. Let's, I know, I know, Antonio, you're going to have to leave probably any yeah. minute now because uh, it's just turned five o'clock. I want to ask one other thing. Boneta has a 100% win record right now. Hey. In Serie A, five goals scored, one conceded. Why is Conte getting paid the big bucks? But Bonetta has an even better record. You ask me. Yeah, I'm ask asking him. You. <laughs> ask him. And you have you have to ask all the Inter Tifoseria, which is just I'm telling you, in Italy, you know how many how many millions of people that can live on on contest salary? A lot. A lot of people. In Italy, the average salary is right, right. 10,000 euros. All right, right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does Let's matter. Move on. Let's move on. For this guy <laughs> here to get paid 12 million euros, please, and to do a lousy job like that, ah, please. Let's move on to, uh, we, we have a donation. We have a bunch of donations. Okay. I'm going to read them in order uh, afterwards once you leave, but there's one addressed to you. Mm. Um, Dan Maldini, he says, hello from Denmark, Antonio. Do you agree that Serie A is a more romantic league than the other leagues in Europe? Uh, where the old, where they have a lot of older players and history on their side. Uh, so basically, he's saying that in the past they right. had a lot better players and, and history rather than the other leagues. Well, listen, uh, it is true because it's not easy to replicate people, uh, uh, players like Maldini, like uh, uh, Ancelotti, like Pirlo, like uh, I don't know, uh, Kaká, Svechenko. But it is what it is right now. This uh, this Serie A here right now is starting to rebuild. And uh, it's coming up with the new players that uh, they they uh, they're going to be very worthy of the 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 old Serie A, the romantic Serie A. So uh, just give a couple more years, and uh, I would say that we're going to be right right there. Two more years. Okay, so you agree. Yeah. What I, what I think we could do too, by the way, when you leave, I think we get Ryan to step in. Mm -hmm. A nice <laughs> super sub super like Cavani. Sub. Yeah. You know, Cavani came in the second half and he changed the game. Who's for Ryan? Manchester the United. guy that wishes that uh, 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 Manchester United had the Milan wins, uh, the, the number wins. I don't know. Maybe I'll be right out. <laughs> I'll be right out, Nico. So okay. let's uh, let's move on. Um, Ryan, come over here. Did I, did, I, did, I, did I believe in uh, in Cavani? Yeah, you did. I, you I did say Cavani. say Cavani. Guys, where are you it's going? Been, it's been nice, it's been nice to see you. Where are you going? I have to go to take my son to the Port Authority. He's got a train uh, to to go to Boston. But I said what I had to say. You know, there's a Uber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uber. Come on, daddy. Yeah. Pay the Uber. Come on. What's yeah, with you? Yeah, no, 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 don't go. Anto, don't go. He misses you. He misses you. We have a boxing match set up between Oh, yeah. We need to talk about it. A boxing match. Okay, well, I, I'll be able to get back with. Uh, with don't wow. forget your jacket right up behind oh, you, sure. behind you. Gaetano, by the way, I said I put my money on. Uh, I'll be throwing him for Ryan, the boxing match. Sub, so, don't worry. Sub, 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 gotta, super I sub. Remove something before. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We we don't have a Man United one. I know. I wish that's a that's a real team. Ryan, so guys, so Ryan's been on. The, on. Ryan, did you do your proper warm up? Live streams. Nah, I'm good. We don't want you to pull anything. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna keep talking, uh, keep going on, and then we'll ask Ryan about Menu and uh, a little bit of what he thinks about Serie A. We got to talk about Juventus, who had a horrible draw, one one to Benevento. I had crazy high expectations for this this match. I had a three zero win for Juventus. I thought Juventus were gonna come out poor performance in Champions League. Yes, they qualified uh, against Fed and Budi, but they did not come out oh, and. Uh, that's that's the official team name. Barush. Oh, I gotta respect nah, my boy Norbert. <laughs> and uh, I thought they were gonna come out with some kind of reaction. Ronaldo was not called up for the match. Pirlo said that he needed to rest. Uh, again, zero from DiBala in the starting eleven from Juventus. Morata continues to do what Morata does. Uh, Delict I thought did a really good match. But again, still that lack of intensity, lack of hunger, lack of real will behind the team. And Pirlo, after the match, was very disappointed in his team. I'll read his, I'll read his words because I thought they were pretty significant. He said, we have few players with personality and a lot of youngsters that need to grow quickly. When players with experience and personality are missing, it makes it hard to win, as we saw against Benevento. I'm not worried, but things just need to change, and we need a different mentality immediately. Hmm. What was uh, what was your reaction? Listen, I said I don't buy it. I mean, if if Antonio wants to stand here and, and complain about Conte's excuses, Pirlo pretty much has the same excuse because that Juventus team, any day of the week, is better than Benevento team. Um, you know that Juventus team. You know you 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 have the guys like DiBala, you have guys Morata. yeah Morata, the league. You have some quality players there. Quadrado. These guys have won in the past, so there's no real excuse um, to say, "Oh, we don't have the personality." There's not that many new players from the, you know, it's the same team as from last year, maybe a couple different players. But that being said, I think Pirlo, Pirlo made a mistake in not calling up Ronaldo, especially when we see this team that has struggled. I think if you want to give him the rest, it's fine, but you got to keep him on the bench. If there's no reason to keep him out, why is he staying out? keep him on the bench and when you need him you need to get those points he can come in even if it's 20 minutes he can change the game and, and score we see that time in and time out already like you said where Spezia he was able to do it also Pirlo's I mean defensively you know he had to he's forced to keep Danilo as a center back position so it's not your best defense but I think it was more of a problem of going forward that Juventus really lacked that spark you know they weren't able to change Speeds. They weren't able to really take it to the Benevento. They were kind of just cautiously moving the ball around. And a Pirlo can cautiously, like a Pirlo the player, can cautiously move around because he can give the killer pass. And I feel like Juventus right now are playing with 11 Pirlos, but the only thing is he's without a head. You know, he's just <laughs> <the> moving <laughs> kind of thing. And the Pirlo movement of slow and, and keeping possession and stuff. So... Yeah, Juventus, you know, needs a lot of work. I think Pirlo is trying too hard to experiment with stuff. Get this team simple, simplified. Get this team to win, even if you're winning one nothing, and little and build on top and build. And he's not doing that. Yeah, uh, Peter, I, I agree with you. We talked about it too. If you guys caught us on the live stream, I'm a little disappointed with Pirlo. Especially, I felt like he would have lear learned his lesson with uh, the Crotone match. I feel like he's underestimating the smaller teams that just came to Serie A. So he maybe thought he can get the job done. But we've talked about it numerous times. Every team in Serie A is really fighting, especially this season, uh, and they're all very good. But um. This game, I feel like if Dybala put that uh, shot that he had in the back of the net when he was in front of the goalie, 
we could have been talking about, you know, whatever, Juve scrapped through another one. So it would have just been another game, even though they didn't really perform. They didn't have any uh, real attacking chances. And Benevento, you know, played it smart, wasting a lot of time, defended. But I wanted to ask you guys, I want to pass along the question with Dybala too. What what do you think Dybala, he's been playing now, he's been getting consistent minutes. What does Dybala need so we could see the Dybala of the past few years that we've been seeing? I think that Dybala, the problem with Dybala is he's not performing. Yeah. I think that he's going through a little bit like what happened with Delict at the start of last season where he wasn't having good matches. Um, you know, he struggled. He had COVID. He had injury problems. He was not finding consistencies. Constantly been moving into different formations and different players. And that's not an excuse. I think that Dybala's problem is that Dybala is a type of player that he has... Games where he's an 8, he's a 9 in terms of ranking out of 10. He has games that he's unbelievable. And you say, this is the moment. But then he he will have games that are 2s and 3s. He doesn't have that balance of consistently being a 7, 7, 8, 7, 8. He goes from these very highs of incredible matches where we start calling him world class. But then we'll have 3s and 4s and not that character that I think Juventus need. But at the same time, I think that the, the conversation is a little bit overblown. He's considered world-class by some and not by others, and I don't think that he's at that world-class level. He's struggling, but I think everybody will be proven wrong because Dybala is going to perform. Do you think that the terminology that you're using and everybody else is using is causing pressure for him, and that's why he's not performing? He's not being consistent because he's being class, classified as world-class, but Maybe. it's causing him to go downhill? It could be. It could be that he even feels Ronaldo not there and he's got to be the one that steps up. He wears the 10. I don't think so, but it could be possible. I, I think it's also because right now he's having some uh, issues with his contract. I think there's things that he's thinking about outside the field. He's not getting the playing time that he necessarily wants. And I think the biggest problem is, is he part of the Juventus project? And maybe he doesn't feel the full... Uh, you know, Juventus really wanting Dybala. You know, Dybala is that guy that's going to be the starter no matter what. And I think right now, Pirlo doesn't see him as a starter. He sees him as a reserve to the Morata-Ronaldo link-up. And I think he might need a change of scenery. He might need something to to, to get his mind or, or, you know, just to be able to, let's say, okay, I want a new project, something new. Unless Juventus says and comes out and says, here's the contract that you're looking for. And you are going to be our, you know, Del Piero or, you know, one of the top players for years to come. Not necessarily so, on Dybala, but what are your thoughts? No, it I could was, be on Juventus uh, or no, Dybala. No, I was going back to him because he said that was the same team as last year. But I would like to point out that mm. today there were, uh, or yesterday, there were like six new players in that team. Uh, shoot, I had it in front of me and now it disappeared. But sure let's say Fabrotta, Chiesa. Kuluseski, uh, Kuluseski, uh, Morata, uh, Morata, 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 really uh, Artur. Artur, that's five. And uh, probably we can put there Ramsey because Ramsey didn't play last year. So there's about six yeah. six players that they were not there. So, But anyway, that's not an excuse. You brought it up. I just wanted to, mm -hmm. to bring it up. But to me, Juventus, you go play against Benevento, I mean... Are you kidding me? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta win this game. There's no excuses. Uh, I don't want to hear Pirlo saying, "Oh, I have a few players with personality." Are you out of your mind? I mean, you got all the players. You go play for Juventus. There's a certain standard that when you go play for Juventus, you go there to win, and you go play, and uh, you know they get players that are that are there to win and they're ready to win. So this thing that uh, they have uh, no personality, I don't buy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of young players, okay, that they got to grow, but they uh, they have played a very high, even the um, the young players like the elite, you know, he's been playing now for a few years in a Champions League, so that's, that's not an excuse. As far as Ronaldo is concerned, I don't understand why they left him home. Okay, I understand you have to win this game against Benevento, but you were supposed to win against Crotone too. If I'm not mistaken, Crotone was a 1-1 game. Okay, so 
you didn't win against Crotone, so hello, you bring Ronaldo with you. The guy makes $30 million, you bring him with you. You don't have to start him. Play him the last 20 minutes. You know, the guy goes in, he, you know, he's going to have a couple of shots on goal. You know, he's going to do something. And he always does. So um, I didn't believe, uh, I didn't like that movie either. Uh, as far as, um, what else? Uh, you want to talk about uh, there might have been a penalty on uh, La Pedula? Uh, and delete. Yeah, 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 but... No, I don't think that was a. Um, yeah, know. there probably was, but either way, I don't. I don't like to get held up on that. No, no, that was. I don't think that you know. If anybody had any doubt, uh, that was not a penalty. And the other thing that I would like to 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 say is about Morata. Come on, the game is over. What the hell you get a record for? Yeah. I mean, you walk away, yeah, or you stupid. either go to the to the referee and you ask for an explanation. But you must have said something. To get a red card that quickly, he must have used the wrong word. And the game is over. So stupid, stupid on the part of Morata to get a red card. And he's one, out for the derby. Too. One last thing that I want to say about, I think that Pirlo just continues to try to reinvent the wheel. And, I mean, do way, 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 way too much. I think this team is built for a four-man back line. It's built for a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1. I think that that's what Juventus needs to play. Enough with the 3-5-2, 3-4-1-2. I don't like it at all. As long as you play that that back the way that it's supposed to be, the front three could be anybody. So back four, you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely back back three. I, I just don't like the changes, and every week it's a different Juventus. Let's move on. What are the talking points that we got this week? Napoli-Roma? Yeah. No. You want me to start? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, Antonio said there's a tribute to Maradona. I think uh, it was very fitting that the first goal that Napoli had was from a Napoli child himself, Insigne. And, and from a number 10. From a number 10, from a free kick. <laughs> uh, you know, As Ludovico gesture. said, guided by Maradona. Guided by Maradona. Was guided by Maradona. Um, so it's a fitting tribute to see Napoli win. Um, and winning in an impressive you know, manner. I mean, Roma was probably the hottest team right now. Milan being number one, Roma maybe two. Um, and Napoli were able to dismantle this Roma team. Uh, Roma's defense with without Mancini, without uh, Smalling. Smalling. So looking a little thin in the back, but Napoli made them pay uh, in the end. Um, so Napoli had a lot of motivation. I think the motivation was able to supersede Roma, and Roma didn't come out that good. I think uh, Pedro, Mkhitaryan, uh, even Dzeko, very, very... Uh, you know, under the weather, it seemed. Like, these guys weren't able to move the way that we're used to. Um, that being said, uh, we were all wrong, as Gaetano mentioned. You know, we, I thought that Roma was going to win this game. I thought it was going to be a close game, but I would have had Roma uh, beating Napoli. But Napoli proved to be the better side. Um, and it's weird, because versus Milan, they played a little sluggish, and now this game, they came out all guns blazing. So... Still trying to figure out Napoli. I think there's a lot of teams this year where you're trying to figure out what right, is going to yeah, happen. Right, right. They don't know. But I had Napoli in the top four at the start of the season. I did not have Roma in the top four, which then I said, no, they belong in top four. But Gattuso, uh, after the game against uh, AC Milan, um, I figured that's the kind of uh, character. This is when you show the character of a coach. And I figure you're not going to lose two games in a row. And you're playing in Napoli, and there's a lot going on with Maradona and that feeling to to dedicate something to to uh, one of the greatest players ever lived. I mean, to me, Maradona and Pelé, they are the two greatest players. Um, and, um, and I thought that uh, Napoli was going to come and show that they can beat uh, Roma. There are three teams that I do not know what to say about. And as I was just looking at this, I just I realized this weekend completely confused me. Obviously, Napoli, this was very confusing. But I kind of felt like Napoli could win. It wasn't that crazy. Yeah. Lazio, yeah, losing 3-1 to Udinese. Yeah, Lazio. Is Atalanta, losing 2-0 to Els Verona. And Fiorentina going for a fourth game straight without scoring a single goal. What's the take on these three All teams? Right, so the, the other uh, the other two they played in Champions League. Uh, you know, I I you know I, I hate to listen. You go there, you play, you play in Champions League, you play maybe 
uh, you know they don't have enough players from from the champion uh, league inter from the champion league and the game against sassuolo only once uh how many players did he change i think the uh he didn't ch- the he changed was the same yeah. uh, he changed sanchez right yeah sanchez and, and he just i think San- Lukaku. Uh, and and Hakimi, and Hakimi, right? So two players. Okay, so Inter was also coming from uh, from Champions League. So uh, you know when you hear the comments, oh yeah, Lazio playing Giant. That's why they did. Atalanta played in Champions. Come on, you play. You go there, you play. You got to give a better performance. So disappointed with Lazio, disappointed with Atalanta. As far as Fiorentina is concerned. I mean, mamma mia, these guys, uh, they just didn't show up. Where's the character of these players? I mean, you have, a, you have a new coach, you have a team that should be in the top six, seven, eight, at least. Or the, you, you're back in 15 plays. You, you just changed the coach. You should have come out and run 100 miles an hour and be so aggressive. And they come out like, okay, if we win, we win. If we if we don't win, we don't win. And to me, when I look at Prandelli on the sideline, it to me it shows me. You know, when I see the coach on the sideline, I I, I determine, you know, the team. What kind of team? Prandelli is on the sideline, and he feel like, okay, if we win, we win. If we lose, we lose. So what? Are you kidding me? This is a good team. They got good players. They should they should be up there. And you you are back in fifteen plays. You have eight points, I think, in nine games. Or what do they have? Yes, eight so. points. But what's a problem then, Gaetano? What's, what's a, a problem? problem? What do you think the problem is? It's a is? mental problem. They got no character. I mean, uh, there's no leadership. They, you know, the coach is just freaking. Uh, you know, I will freaking go in the locker room and 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 smash that. Whatever. <laughs> you know, you gotta win the and game. The Are you kidding me? You gotta win this games. Yeah. No, what's, right. what's interesting? And you know, Ribery. Okay, he's yeah. got a lot of experience. He's got a lot. But he didn't show up today. He's supposed to be the leader. But what about the rest? What about the rest of the players? Yeah. Well, I was. That was a good point. Like. I'm surprised that Ibrahimovic, for example, can have such an effect on Milan. Well, that's what everyone's claiming. And Ribéry doesn't have... I'm not saying that Fiorentina's got to get within the top four, but you would think that he would be able to Guide get these them. guys to yeah. not get caught up in these traps or get caught up with a, a bad win streak. And even last year, I mean, Fiorentina's a very streaky team. They went like they won like three games in a row, and then they'll lose four games in a row, and then they'll win a couple of games, and then they'll lose again three games. So this is a problem, like you said, it's a mental problem, but it's also a problem of this team being built, right? There's a lot of good names, but do they work together? Or even the project, that's what I was saying. The project, when you have a Yakini, for example, and you know, going back to the point, you know, and it was a difficult, difficult year, to say the least, no preseason, whatnot. But you get this guy, and if this guy, Yakini is not part of your project, long-term project, then you should have said, you know what, June comes, thank you very much, and you get somebody that you say, this is going to be my coach for the next three, four years. That's my project. And we don't see that right now with Fiorentina. Even Prandelli right now is till the end of the year. Yeah, I agree with that. And Prandelli, what he should work is a, is a, is a mental. And, uh, you know, forget about the other stuff. These guys, they need to uh, to be talked to in a way where they can they, they can show some uh, you know some character, and they don't. We uh, I want to move on. We have a lot of donations that I got to read, um, and then I want to get Ryan's thoughts on Serie. Any topic that you're thinking of that you feel Passion that you want to talk about for Serie, give your perspective because you have a very different perspective than we do from the outside. Completely. Before we do that, before I read the the comments. Uh, on our Patreon, which we launched our Patreon last week, uh, we have a tier where people are giving us extra support and we read their names out on the podcast. So I want to read out all the names that are at our top tier on Patreon. For anyone who doesn't know, we have a Patreon now uh, with new exclusive content. There's an Antonio rants, Antonio uncensored video, which Antonio just goes off basically screaming and putting his head out and doesn't get interrupted for 10 minutes. We've got a weekly podcast with Ludovico and our weekly prediction video. So anyone who wants to sign up for our Patreon, we really appreciate that. The members of that top tier, Marty Mercedi, Stefano Simone, Kevin Garcia, Talal Al-Said, 
Joseph Braedo, Tony Kusk, Nicholas Cardone, Omar Alhamad, Benedict Muller, Ahmed Almansuri, Omar Salam, and Mayanak Saini. Guys, how are those pronunciations? Those are pretty spot on. Was, oh, that's a worldly. We got a around the world segment over here. <laughs> so let me read off uh, some of the donations right now. From Philip uh, Christensen, content idea, cultural quiz. Question for the podcast. Name the player that scored a goal against Juventus without a shoe on. Love your podcast, Forza Calcio. Without a shoe on. Gaetano, I'm going to have to put What, what year are we talking about? I don't know what year. He's not going to tell us that. Hmm. You don't I'm remember. Just, I'll give it a random guess. For Juventus? Yeah. Scored against no, Juventus. No, against, yeah. against, against Juventus. Juventus. Mm. Was it Insigne? Was mm. it Insigne? That doesn't come to me right now. Yeah. No. I'll say Ibrahimovic. I'm going to search. Well, let's see. I, uh, I don't remember. Maybe I, I remember something with Sampdoria for some reason. But I mean, that there was a, a player maybe on the Mancini Vialli era. If we are close. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Philip, you're going to have to give us the answer. I said Insigne. I don't know why I said Insigne. Uh, next donation from Vinny Merck. He's a question for Gaetano. Tactical question for the tactical genius. What does a team need to do to beat a park the bus defense? So when a team is just parking the bus and they're and just defending. trying to defend, what do you need to do? You built a wall of four defenders then you bring you built another wall of four defenders in front uh, in the midfield and then the two people up on top they come and uh, and stay in your own half so you no, 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 reverse. Reverse. how do you, how do you attack that? yeah how do you attack a, a park, park in the bus defending oh if somebody yeah, is parking the, the bus they, they, they all back in the yeah in how could you score on that what's the best way uh well it's not easy and usually a lot of the teams, even the great teams, they all have a difficulties. If you remember, I remember a game at Barcelona against Inter where Inter packed the bus in the back and the other team had uh, a couple of players, which one of them is Messi and the other one is Ibramovic, and they could not score any goals against Inter. They say that you should shoot from outside. So if you cannot get close to the goal, then shoot from the outside. And maybe by shooting from outside, you tend to have the the players that are in defense to come out a little bit because they don't want you to shoot. So they tend to come out of the defense and then you can create. Also, you need to go wide, go as wide as you can so that they are defenders. They have to go wide to mark. If they don't come wide to mark you, then you're all by yourself. If they come wide to mark you, then you create some space between the fullbacks and the center back. You create some space there where the midfielders can go in. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice okay. Uh, next one um, from Matt. He said, if not the Scudetto, can Milan win Coppa Italia or Europa League? Yeah, I think, yeah, 100%. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's that's easier to win because there's uh, less games. It's not as much of a marathon. Uh, but, yeah, I could definitely see any of the top teams winning one of those. By the way, this was a very hard uh, the per the the uh, the player that scored against Juventus was El Jair, E L K J E E R, Elas Verona against Juventus. Nineteen eighty-five. What year? Sixty-two know. years ago. If that's what he's talking about, <laughs> that's what came up no, on Google. Nobody was born. Uh, <laughs> Marco said didn't see it. He was closer. Yeah, it was very close. Yeah. Oh, Larson. It says. Uh, Larson, uh, yeah, that's a very... 1984, sorry. October 14, so the Oh, Larson, yeah, I remember Larson. Larson. Long time ago. Yeah, very long time ago. That's a hard one. Um, Martin, last donation. Thank you, Martin. He said, Milan are great this year, but I want Napoli to win the Serie A uh, for Maradona. So, no question, but of a course, if, uh, if they could do that, it would probably be incredible. Ryan, what's on your mind? I know you, you already had some beef with Peter about Conte. I don't know where you want to take this. What's on your mind about Serie A from an outsider's perspective? Serie A has been growing. Um, it's been growing pretty tremendously over the last couple of years, especially now that Ronaldo's in the league. He took a lot of attention away from the La Liga. I know there's been a lot of arguments to that, but um, as far as Serie A, I feel like, you know, um, when I talk to Peter about Inter, right, I get, I get a lot of abuse about 
my coach, who's only making two and a half million euro a year, and say who your he's coach accomplished is? Ole, right? So United. Um, and uh, you know he's uh, he's gotten a lot of abuse, but he's accomplished what we needed. He qualified for the Champions League. He's building a young team. You know, going back to Conte, you know when you have a guy making eleven and a half, twelve million euro a year, you're asking for so much. He's like a little baby. He wants something. He cries for it. He gets it, but then he can't back it up. There's an excuse to every little reason that they lose. There must be something in that seat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same school of thought. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could you could tell me if I'm wrong, but at the end of the day, I just you know watching that and seeing that, I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, how am I getting so much abuse for my club when I look at Inter? And oh, then you know, yeah, it's true. Where's but as far as as far as the Serie A right now, I'm a little I'm a little surprised by. Juventus, um, you know, coming off nine straight Scudetto wins. Uh, in a way, I'm not because Pirlo is his first year. But going back to what you were saying, too, about Benevento, I didn't even get a chance to say. I, I, I don't buy any of the BS that comes along with that. You know, you're going up against Benevento with the squad that you had. As Gatano said, you should have had Ronaldo at least on the bench. You know, um, there's no excuses for that. Um, you know, I just I personally thought Juve would have been contending for this title this season if you ask me from the start. It's not looking good for them. Milan, do I think they're gonna hold hold it down for the end of the year? Absolutely not. I could see I see Milan slacking. It's a matter so of time. who's gonna win. It's up in the year. It's up in the year. If you asked me that in the beginning of the year, I would have said Atalanta had a good chance. Right now, they're they're not looking too well. They're not looking well at all. Roma, they were on a, a hot streak. They just got. Beaten pretty bad by Napoli today. Um, could have been just a bad game for them. Maybe they'll pick it up next week again. But uh, Serie A is very unpredictable right now for me, my, in my opinion. You you can't figure out who's going to win the league. It's, it's too tight. Um, but if you also look at La Liga, I, I think you know Real Madrid was, uh, until a week ago, I think Barcelona was number 10. In, in the standings, you know, I'm not sure. I haven't been following uh, right. La Liga. You know, uh, La Liga until a couple of weeks ago, I think Real Madrid was not on the top, and uh, Barcelona was at the top. But going back to your uh, Premier League, I mean, Tottenham is in first place. Everton was in Pretty first place, as well. yes. right, for the beginning of the yeah. season. I'm going to ask you uh, a question about your coach Ole. What what place is Manchester United right now? Right now, we're seventh. Seventh place. Okay, you're not happy about seventh place. Not We're talking all. about Manchester United, who's the richest club in the world, totally and, agree. and who's and who's always one of the top top teams. Right. And to me, Sir Ferguson was the best coach ever. Thank you. Yes. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. We <laughs> had this argument my, prior to you coming in. My, my question to you is: right. Allegri. Is does not have a team. Would you take Allegri Absolutely in not. Manchester United? Absolutely not. I'm very happy with what all he's doing. Um, every You're manager, in seventh place. <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Every manager that we've had has came in and done nothing for the past eight years since Fergie's retired. You've had Van Gaal come in. He won an FA Cup. All right, good job. Mourinho came in. He won a Europa. Good job. They haven't, you know, they failed to qualify for the Champions League. They failed to compete to get in there. You know, it, to me, it's all bullshit. We had... Ole last year, he's only been in the club for a year and a half. He signed Bruno last year in January when we were, what, 13th place, something like that, last January. We ended up finishing third place last season. <clears throat> we qualified. We're rebuilding all the young talent that he's rebuilding around. You got Rashford, you got, and homegrown players, not to mention Brandon Williams, all these kids coming up playing phenomenal football. But for me, I love what I'm seeing from Ole. Am I happy about seventh place right now? No. But you know what? I'll tell you what, we're a game in, we have a game in hand. We win that. We're only two points behind first place Tottenham. Put it that way. So, for me, Listen, I'm pretty happy with the way things Allegri are going. Allegri will take you to the promised land. Not to mention, <laughs> not to mention, we're first place in that group ahead of PSG and Red Bull Salzburg, who were finalists and semifinalists last year. So, I'm pretty content with what I'm seeing so right now. Burgo. All right, fair enough. You backed it up well. Wow. I do still agree with, with you, but you had, you had good facts on your side. Um, by the way, this weekend, uh, for those that were asking, Antonio was on the show. The first 30 minutes, Antonio's on, so you could scroll back and listen to that. He had to leave. So we've got Super Sub Ryan in. Super Sub like Cavani, who came in and did an incredible Antonio job. Antonio was cramping. He was cramping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pulled a muscle. <laughs> a muscle from in his neck from screaming at Conte. This week in Roma's training ground, the Italian army removed World War II bombs from their facility. I don't know if you guys saw... These images, did you mm -hmm. see this? 
No, but I heard about it. This was the the image. They found World War II That's bombs crazy. in Rome's training center. Absolutely ridiculous that this still happens. I know they say in Rome sometimes, like, all over. Artifacts. Sometimes yeah. you just see, like, construction up, and you don't know what's happening, and they're, like, finding random things from ancient Rome. This is but very I've never scary. heard of World War II. Yeah, World War, that's scary because it's not like an artifact or anything like that. This could, uh, you know, bleh. good thing everyone was safe and they removed That's something we good, see so. every day. No, not for sure. The magical city of Rome. Never disappoints to impress, right? <laughs> uh, last thing. Ericsson is most likely leaving in January. Um, I think that even Marotta's words have held significance in terms of what's going to happen for his future. Who's leaving? Ericsson. Okay. Ericsson. Yeah, yeah January. Most likely going to leave. Is there any club in Serie A? They're talking about Arsenal right now. Is there any club that you would give Ericsson to in Serie A or to the world? And uh, do you think there's any still hope? You want to start, Ryan? I would take my man you in a heartbeat. I would take him a man you in a heartbeat. The guy was a world-class midfielder prior to him going to Inter. And no offense, Peter, but Conte screwed him up big time. Conte screwed up his confidence. The guy came on the field. He didn't want to play. He wasn't interested in, in, in Italy. He wasn't interested in playing for Inter. He didn't care to wear that shirt. In my opinion, it still doesn't. I don't think it makes sense for him to go to another team in the Serie A. I don't think Italy is working out for him. I think he would have to come back to the Premier League. Arsenal would be a good start. Maybe even go back to Spurs. You know the system there. He's still got the same teammates that were there. Harry Kane and Son and all those guys. They're playing excellent football. It'd be a bonus to sign him back. Uh, Mourinho's not going to take him back. For me, though, I would take him back. I would take him at Manchester United in a heartbeat. And I'm... That's just my opinion. I don't think he should stay in Italy. You know why? Why did they let him go so easy, telling him then? Uh, he he forced to move out. There was there was a lot of um a lot of midfielders that came in. Uh, you know they signed Ndombele, they had Sistico, you know Lo Celso. All these guys were coming in, and you know he wasn't. A he choice. was not. He was not starting. He was right. He wasn't one of Mourinho's uh, right. first choice. You know, players. So no, I, I don't think he is. Uh, he cannot go to any Serie A team because the only other Serie A team would be Juventus and AC Milan or Roma, and he's not gonna. Those teams uh, they're not gonna buy him, so he's he's gonna leave Italy for sure. I probably the best place would be to go to uh, uh, to the Premier League again. He knows the league very well, but like Ryan said, and I agree with you, he's a world class uh, midfielder. Um, I, I don't think that Inter and Conte liked him, uh, so there was n- he didn't give him any confidence to right. do well. So it's time for him probably to move on, and he will do well mm-hmm. if the coach believes he, in you. That's that's means a lot. Right, he needs that play. confidence boost. Yeah, he needs to boost in his confidence, and not right. to mention Inter have way too many midfielders. Right, right, right. Way too many midfielders. Uh, besides the m- way too many midfielders, it's just Conte's system does not ask for a call for a trequartista. And that's the only position Ericsson can really play. I don't see him being able to play back, especially under Conte, because he wants this high-intensity midfield. Ericsson, I've also seen reports, oh, Ericsson might not be adaptable to uh, to Serie A, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that, because he's played at a very physical, very fast Premier League. He should be able to translate that to Serie A. But his, his wages, his salary demands, I don't think... Uh, any other Serie A team would really get him besides the top ones. And as Gaetano said, I don't think anybody's going to make an offer to give money to Inter. Mm-hmm. And he can only go to maybe Premier League or some teams in Germany and some teams in Spain. That's it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just hope that Inter is able to recuperate some money and maybe... That's the question. Get How the much do you think you'll or, possibly get back for him? Well, I don't think Inter sells him for less than $20 million, But that might be a high you know, uh, ceiling price because teams know that he's on... On the you know on the bench, not happy, wants out. You know, there's no need for him to to go for any more than twenty. So right. it's a problem that Inter had already with Schneider, mm-hmm. where Inter pretty much shot themselves in the foot and said, "Oh, he's not part of our plans anymore," and his transfer value went all the way down. Right. And we were only able to sell him to Galatasaray for peanuts. Mm-hmm. And I hope this doesn't happen with Ericsson. Right. Uh, Zach, thank you for donation. He said, "I could see Ericsson going to PSG or Dortmund." I think PSG might be able to work for him. I don't know how their midfield really looks, but I think he could fit in. Any last things before we conclude? Yeah, uh, two more things. Uh, Verona, good job by Verona. Uh, good job by Zaccagni. 
this kid uh, looks very good. I've seen him do some nice things. Maybe uh, they can keep an eye on the national team. And the other uh, thing that it's been uh, been asked in the newspapers and on TV and on the sports uh, shows is, should the number 10 be retired from uh, all the uh, teams? Great topic to bring up. Uh, absolutely not. You do not retire the number 10. And I feel very strongly about that. But what I think it should be done is put the number 10 on everybody's jersey right over here. And you can write like uh, adios, with adios, which means goodbye, with the number 10 in the middle. I don't know if you've seen it. There are a lot of mm -hmm. uh, pictures. Uh, if you haven't seen you can Google it, adios, with the number 10 for the I and the O. I, I definitely agree with you. And I know a lot of people want the number 10 retired in football. Obviously, it is in Napoli. In my opinion, the way that I see things, I think kids are supposed to grow up and see and be like, I want to wear the number 10 for this team. I want to wear the number 10 for Juventus, totally for Real Madrid, for yeah. Brazil. You're supposed to aspire to that. And also, if we took the number 10 away at the sign of, I'm not saying Maradona wasn't the best, but I'm just saying, if we took it away, who knows the next player that you could get? You would never have Messi as a number 10. If we have, would have gotten rid of... Maradona as a 10 or Pelé as a 10. I agree. I think you need I to agree. aspire to Absolutely. get to that. I'm never a fan of, of taking jersey numbers. I understand, you know, if it's a random number like 43 and, you know, you really, you know, then maybe. But a, 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 a number like 10 needs to be a symbol for young kids. We're not, we're not talking about any number 10. We're talking about Diego Maradona. You know, the guy, if not the best, one of the best to ever play the game. Personally, I agree with Gatano and Marco. You you can't retire every number 10 shirt. But if you want to show some kind of gratitude, you go ahead and you want to retire the number 10 from Napoli, where he made a, it already an impact. Is. Yeah, it already is. is. And Boca Juniors. Go ahead and do that. But you can't retire from every club in the world. Yeah. Doesn't it, make sense. A club-by-club club basis is fine. Yeah, I don't agree with it. You already did it in Napoli? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's been. It's been. That's why Insigne doesn't wear the 10. Oh, it's been already? Yeah, it's been. I didn't know that. Peter. What do you what do you think? No, I agree. I think the number ten is is a historic jersey, and there's been Maradona's probably the best ten to ever wear it. But you look at Totti, you look at Del Piero, you look at all these other Pelé. guys. You know, you know these guys. Pele is also number ten. Yeah. So these are all guys that have written the history books in in, in calcio and in, in soccer, and I think they deserve the same amount of uh, you know justice in a sense. And therefore, you shouldn't take it away just for Maradona. Because then at that point, there's not going to be any numbers when we're going to, how many numbers are we going to retire? Yeah. You know, so true. per team is one thing. I know Inter, uh, number three for Facchetti is retired. Number four, no one wears Zanetti. out of respect for Zanetti. Oh, it's not officially retired? It's not officially retired, but nobody wears it. If you see Perez, Nagolan, all these it. guys, don't wear it. Um, so club by club, they have made those decisions. But the number 10 is just such a historic number in soccer that you cannot retire okay yeah i think it's an overkill for world for every single club to retire i do like how napoli did retire the number 10 i think that was more appropriate than all because you know he's, he, we all know uh the impact he made uh in napoli but you know if you could retire for every league every team i think that's just a little too much like it's peter madness. was saying there's there's significance and like i was saying baggio Totti, all these amazing uh players that you wouldn't be able to wear it again you know based on that but for Napoli, I'm happy that it is retired for that. I think that's very significant. I don't like it. I really don't like it. I won't go in on it now because it's not the time. But for world football, absolutely yeah, crazy. Yeah, world football is a little too to much. Mike, any other topics that you got? Yeah, one last topic that I want to talk about. Uh, this happened a little while ago, actually. The coach of Sweden, Anderson, has actually said in an interview Zlatan has opened up to a possibility to return and he said I thought I had to meet him right away and try to do whatever we can for the World Cup uh, well for for the national team in general oh, as 30 so the World Cup is uh, yeah so Euros yeah. so oh, 30 no, Euros. 39 years old Zlatan w should he go to Sweden I personally oh, yeah, think for the European Cup too. I personally think uh, I don't know it's gonna be a lot for a 39 year old to go back and you know playing club he's not he's not he's not they a kid anymore they, they could they could do something they have, they have to play spain slovakia and poland 
If the guy's 39 and doing it in Serie A, I don't know. He I can't do it for Sweden. I think that's too much. It's too much overkill. Uh, it's too much on if his body. If he's doing it now, do it. we said it with. What, what about Quagliarella last year? You were pushing for him to go back to the national team. How old's Qualia? He was like 37. Okay. At this age, what, every was, month what counts. Ibra's too. way better. Quagliarella was not as good as Ibra is right now for Milan. So if you're going to make the argument for Quagliarella, uh, and also Italy is probably, I'm, I won't say Italy's better than than uh, than Sweden, but if you're going to make the argument that Quagliarella should have got called up for Italy at that time, why not Zlatan? Because first of all, um, Zlatan's mostly going to, they're probably going to play squeeze him the 90 minutes too, I, I feel like. Uh, and I just feel like it's not a good idea for his age. That's he's he was old on Fabio. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he was on form, but I just he's not feel in like better shape than Quagliarella. Zlatan's he, not in better shape than Quagliarella. Probably better shape, yeah. But I still feel like it's too much. He's still I, he's too I, old. I, I kind of understand where Mike's coming from. In my in my opinion, the guy does the guy deserve the call up? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. The guy's playing amazing yeah. football. Thirty nine years old, but you know the risk of him getting hurt between club football. Internet, you know, Champions Cup, Europa. Yeah, Europa. Everything in the mix. I think he might be overdoing himself at 39 years old. He can't get a little too ahead of himself. You know what I mean? But 39, he gets hurt, he's then at be, least he goes out trying. But the guy has to be cautious. Yeah, but I if he goes down that. trying, then yeah, Milan's hopes of a Scudetto might go down. But we're taking well. this from Sweden's well, perspective. But the European, uh, the European Cup is in June. Yeah. When the Serie A is over, yeah. and the European Cup is over, and the European League is over, so he would have. Only have to concentrate in the in the unless he gets injured. But his that's presence a alone, Catano, that's a different the story. European. Then by all means, he should right. go ahead and travel. What if he gets injured? They only have one more international break in March. Yeah, April, May. Yeah. They only have one, so he'll go yeah. for one, and then he'll go for. Yeah, the but he, I mean, to. they don't need him for friendly games no, and yeah, things exactly. like that. He, wants, he doesn't need him. Competitive for competition. You go for the European one yeah. month. Exactly. The season is over. There's nothing going on. You go there for one month. I I would take him. Guys, come on. Even oh, no. for the mentality I'm not saying alone, yeah, as a coach I would take him. But I'm saying as not, Milan. If you have this Latan that's playing oh, unbelievable right yeah. now and he continues this form, he's top goal scorer in the league. Are you crazy that you're not going to take him? If I was Milan, I'd ban him. I lock him up. This Make sure he to go but, Sweden. But that's not real. That's not but true. But also, it comes down to the player. If the player wants, oh, uh, you know he wants, wants it. it. He's no, going to do you it. You know he wants if it. If lock him up, be stupid not to say no. If the national team calls you. It's up to you to accept or not. It's but not up to AC Milan. AC Milan's got nothing to what? say. He mentioned? Coach mentioned Zlatan's interested. Yeah. He said Ibrahimovic is the one that... Yeah, Zlatan's so interested. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. saying. It's a little crazy. <laughs> yes, so mind, you put Ibrahimovic and Kulusevski. It's a strong team. Uh, Some I think Swedish fish. Much. They're trying too much. They're that trying is. a little too much. Guys, thank you for everybody who has been watching live, who stuck with us through this entire thing. Uh, do you have something else you wanted to say? No. You're showing an image over here. Yeah, but I don't know if you, uh, if you, it's okay. We, I mean, uh, I, you visited I the Maradona Memorial. Yeah. I know we we all did. Uh, Peter you, and I, yeah. You posted some pictures. We posted one go with Ludo. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we gotta go with Ludo. We I still have to go him. see it. I haven't seen it. Yet. Right, yeah, you can drive us, right? Five, five, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. It's right underneath uh, the Manhattan bridge. bridge. Oh, is that where it is? Yeah. No, what I was showing is this, uh, which is. Uh, we could pop it in. Adios. You know, nice. with the number 10. I think that's class. You know, you're going to have it over here on every shirt. On the sleeve. Uh, and the team, uh, the black, uh, the... the uh, All blacks, yeah. All blacks. The rugby Zealand. team. The rugby yeah, team, which is like the best team ever for New rugby. Zealand? Huh? New Zealand? Yeah. 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 They, they had the shirt number 10 for Maradona. I saw that. Wow. Amazing. I think we got to make... We should make a, we should make a shirt. With a 10 and adios. I maybe. absolutely agree. Maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah, it should be adios, uh, number 10 in the back, and calcio in the front. Yeah, maybe we'll do something that'd like cool. that. With the Napoli colors. With the Napoli colors. Yeah, that'd be cool. With the Napoli and Boca colors. Or with the Napoli, <laughs> Boca, Argentina, <laughs> Argentina <laughs> colors. There you go. <laughs> 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 Guys, thank you for everybody that's watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. Head on over to Italian Football TV to get your merch. Patreon is linked also in the bio if you want to join up for that content. As always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. Who's that guy? Oh.